0: And uh, we are about to turn to our first guest of today and we are talking about a topic that we don't actually get to hear much about in Hong Kong, which is the gay and grey community. So if you don't know what that is, you're about to learn a little bit more about that. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now with Dr. Travis Kong, Associate Professor from the Department of Sociology at the University of Hong Kong. So, uh, Travis, thank you very much for joining us on the show today.
1: Hi, Karen yeah i'm very happy to be part of your program
0: well it's great that you can come and talk to us about this topic so let's start off i guess a little bit about you now you've done a lot of research on different aspects of sexuality but one of the focuses has been the older gay community in hong kong tell us more about them
1: Oh, you're right. Okay. And, uh, well, I, it's about like almost 10 years ago when I finished my first book, which is talking about like, um, gay men living in Hong Kong as far well as girls living in England and China. And after I finished the book and, and I thought like, okay, so what's my next project? And then I find out like no one actually talked about or discussed or researched on, uh, gay men who were actually born before the 1950. And so that's why, like, you know, I started this whole project. And so, uh, it's so funny, like, you know, since I started to research, I really find that no one actually researched on this area. So I, 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 I was really interested in that. And so that's why I, um, I've just like, you know, researching on, uh, gay men at that time who were actually, uh, age 60 or above.
0: Right. OK. And so because we do hear a lot more about young um, gay people in Hong Kong yes. because they're, they're out and they're, you know, actually these days quite celebrating the fact that, you know, they can they can come out. What about yeah, these yeah. men in the older age groups? What kind of lives have they lived? Right,
1: yeah. And, uh, well, what I find out, uh, from this older gay man is actually four different things. The first one, of course, is about coming out. Like, I mean, for the younger generation, it's much easier for them to come out. But it, for, for this older gay man, because more, almost like half of them, or even more than that, they actually got married. And so, you know, they got wives and kids and, and even grandchildren so you can imagine it's really hard for them to come out you know to their to their offspring and 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 also like you know to their spouse and so this is something really really difficult to come out but then they're also really looking for and longing for this like intimate same-sex relationship but in some way it's really hard to find as you said like you know the gay community in some way is really youth-oriented, and so they couldn't really fit into that, and so that's why, like, there's always a problem of finding, like, uh, another, like, um, uh, same-sex partner. And also, like, uh, this older gay man is also part of the older generation in Hong Kong, and also, like, you know, the older people living in Hong Kong, so, like, their health is in some way deteriorating uh, physically, mentally, and psychologically, so there's a lot of issues that they have to deal with. So I, I think like, you know, all these issues in some way is actually making them like, you know, much harder to be so, sort of like gay, you know, than the younger generations.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that um, you talk about how the young generation is more the focus of the gay community. Mm. Uh, is it because they, they don't acknowledge or they just don't know that there are much older gay men out there um, or they don't know how to reach them?
1: oh uh, i i think it's kind of like both because like uh because these older gay men, in some way they're very hidden and so most of the like um uh, uh the organizers of these like uh lgbt groups they don't really reach out to this like um uh population and also part of it i think is also related to their funding sources because like uh most of these funding sources are, are actually driven by HIV and AIDS kind of like a funding source and so that's why like um, uh, a lot of like you know um, LGBT groups especially like you know gay groups they would target more and gear more about the services that fit into the HIV policy and so that's why like you know they more focus on like uh, younger generation because like you know they seem to be like you know more easily to be you know uh, affected by the HIV epidemic. Mm. so uh yeah and also I, I think like you know because like is older gay man and then they, they don't normally like you know go out and like you know go to bars and clubs and so that's why like they're in some way very invisible so that's why like uh, uh they are not really like the top priority of most of the like uh lgbt groups in hong kong
0: right so is it you one of the co-founders of an actual i guess you could <laughs> call it support group called gay yeah, and gray yeah, 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 t- 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 yeah, tell yeah. us about that and like how you got members and and right. what are the things that they're concerned about yeah
1: sure like well i think as i said like uh, uh about 10 years ago i started to research on all the gay men and then like you know and uh, after i did the research and then i find all the problems that you know in some way they've been facing you know i just told you about coming out mm. about the health about like you know longing for sex partners and like being excluded from the uh, gay community so uh Around, I think, like, 2012, then I started to, to call them up. I say, hey, like, how about, like, you know, we have a monthly gathering. You know, we go for dim sum, like, you know, go to a <laughs> restaurant having dim sum. And after that, we, we went to, like, volunteers' homes. And then we, we have discussion, focus group, and talk about, like, different various things. And then, like, in 2014, I published a Chinese book. Um, uh, But then, like, you know, the Chinese book actually translated in English. And uh, so I can send you a copy. <laughs>
0: yes, I'd love to read it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the book in English is called Oral Histories of All the Gay Men in Hong Kong, Unspoken but unforg- uh, Unforgotten. Right. And so like, uh, after I finished that uh, Chinese book, at that time you received quite really positive like um, attention from the media and also from the community. And so that's why like in 2004, um, I helped them to start up a social group, which is still is still. First and then, the only non-profit, non-governmental organization in Hong Kong that looks after the well-being of all the gay men in Hong Kong. And uh, so, what we do is actually we have monthly gathering, and so uh, um, we just talk about many different topics. So, for example, like uh, one uh, one time, we invited a lawyer to come over to talk about how to write a will, mm. which actually they not that. Simple, you know, for older gay men, yeah. especially for those who actually got married and then, uh, and then they might have like, you know, a long term same-sex partner or whatever. Like, so there are actually a lot of issues that they have to think about. And we also have like karaoke, sometimes we, we do like yoga and like uh, mindfulness. And like, uh, and one time we actually invited uh, kind of like a social worker slash like artist to come over and to talk about art therapy. Mm-hmm. And then they drew a lot of really interesting paintings. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, and yeah, so we have all of like you know, this kind of like, activities, like um, uh, as in months. Well, but like you know, this past few months we, we have to stop because you know, of the virus, yes,
0: yeah. So, so tell me for some of these um, members of your group, yeah. will they do they feel like they can ever come out, especially those who have fa- you know, traditional families, a wife and children and grandchildren, or do they really have to live this this secret double life yeah. their whole life?
1: Yeah. Right, I, I, I think like you know, it's really neat time for them to like uh come to the term and also to realize that like uh they really want to be true to themselves and it's not really easy i mean like well we actually started for five years and so far like whenever we received or like you know um uh, did any public like interviews and all that we could only send out two to three more like you know single gay man and then they could be out, you know, to the camera. But then like uh, uh fortunately recently we have one or two married, um gay man and then they could actually you know talk about their lives in front of a camera but well, of course like you know they still have to mask Mm. their face but then they they could actually like you know take the courage and then really talk to the public about their lives and uh, so I think like you know, it's encouraging but it's not easy as I said actually because they have been living in the closet for so long and they feel so comfortable in some way Right so they know how (laughs) to do it (laughs) Yeah and so that's why like you know asking them to come out is not that easy and also in some way like that. i think it's not just them but it's also like the whole chinese family institution mm. in some way actually you know uh, prevent them from doing that you know they don't really want to talk about that even the wives know about it they really don't want you know yeah and even the children know about that also they don't really want you know their father to come out and so everyone's sort of like trying to live in the lie and also trying to live in that kind of like you know heterosexual sort of like model so mm. I think in this sense, like it's even harder for this older generation to come
0: out. Yeah. Now, when yes. you look at Hong Kong society, um, right? You know, we ha- we are changing very, very slowly, but we're Wrong. slowly sort of changing both from, say, for example, the legal framework and mm. and society's attitudes towards homosexuality. Yes. Is it changing enough for them to feel like now would be a safer time or or, or a better time? You know, to to be themselves.
1: Well yeah, I, I think it's like uh it is what what actually happened in Hong Kong in some way has an impact on this older gay man. And also like uh because every every year with um uh well every year in Hong Kong with three major like sort of like gay events. One is like the uh, um International Day Against Homophobia and mm-hmm. Transphobia, which happened around like May. And then the other one is like uh, the gay pride walk and uh, normally like you know, in in november and then we also recently have like ping dot in hong kong yeah. and uh so in these three events public events we actually like uh encourage our members you know to join us and also like you know to talk more publicly about their lives and so i think like you know, in some way is sort of like you know mutually helping each other you know the society in some way is actually like a little bit more tolerant you know to sexuality especially homosexuality and then this older game And because of this, like, um, difference of exposure, they could actually have more, like, courage, like, you know, to come out.
0: Right, exactly. To the public.
1: Right, yeah. So it's it's kind of like, you know, neutral. Yeah.
0: But it it still takes time, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. So one of the very interesting things is that um, your oral history is the Mm. basis for uh, a movie that came out last year, right? We have to talk about this a bit. Um, The movie is called Suck Suck and directed by Hong Kong director Ray Young. Yeah. And it actually won the Hong Kong Film oh. Critics Society Award for right. Best Hong Kong Film yeah. of 2019. That was back in yeah. January. Um, right. yeah. So we are hopefully going to do a whole episode on it in a few weeks for yeah. the other show, The Agenda Cafe. Um, but, right. but that's quite an amazing thing because it is really a mainstream film mm. based on this very unknown story. Can you tell us a little cool. bit about uh, how that came about?
1: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I've known, like, Ray for a long time. And then when he relocated back to Hong Kong and he finished, like, in his previous movie and he said, hey, well, you know, what, 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 what should I work on? The next project. I said, well, okay. So I gave my book to him. I read it. Ah. And then he read my book and he really liked it. And so he based on my book and well, loosely based on my book. And then he wrote that script. And, uh, I remember, like, uh, two years ago, I think it was in 2018. And then he sent me the script. And I, and I, and I just read it and I went, oh wow, you know, this is something you really need to make. And then, you know, to tell the whole world about this older gay man. And so that's how, like, you know, and then, like, uh, he made the movie. And, uh, so I'm, I'm really happy that, like, uh, Ray actually based on the book and then, uh, yeah, to make this really wonderful and beautiful movie about two older gay men in Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, I actually went, I was able to see a preview a couple of weeks oh, ago before the cinemas were closed oh, and, know, and it, it, it is, it's there. a very, very touching and, yeah. and very warm uh, film and also very sad because, oh, you know, right. you don't, the, the men don't actually always get to, to live the life they want to live want no. to lead, yeah. Um, no. I know you're also, you were talking about fundraising uh, earlier yes. with Gay and Grey, and you yeah. are planning to hold a fundraising screening of the film. What, what's the status of that right now?
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, yeah I mean, unfortunately, because the government have just announced today that they have to ban, like, sort of gathering of more than four people till 23rd of April, mm-hmm. and also close all the venues, including like entertainment annuals uh well to the same day and so we what we actually like rescheduled that's actually the second time the first original screening was actually uh well in 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 march but because of like you know the epidemic and so we actually proposed postponed yes. it and to the twenty-fifth of april but now i think we, we still have to postpone it and we hope like we could have the fundraising on either the 5th or the 12th of may
0: right okay and yeah. you know even if you the event is postponed you know of course nobody knows what's going to happen with events these days right. um are there are there ways that people can help raise funds or donate
1: oh yeah sure like uh well i can, I, I can send you like you know the link and that thing and so uh people can actually like check on web uh, facebook post like uh our our facebook name is like gay and gray mm-hmm. okay right, yeah and oh, gay and gray hk and so like uh, uh yeah and then it's bilingual and they put chinese and also with english and so we actually have like you know all the details about the movie and about our fundraising why we need to do the fundraising and also with all the details that people could um actually like buy tickets and and or like you know do donations
0: that's great. Well, Yay. Ray, all the best. Uh, oh, sorry, Ray, Travis. I'm thinking of Ray, the director. <laughs> We're really looking forward to that film. Um, but, yeah. uh, Travis, all the best. Thank you so much for Thank telling much. us about these sure. stories. I think it's a, a great thing for us to be able to share some of stories from communities we really don't usually hear about. And, yeah. uh, we'll have my fingers crossed for your fundraising event. And of course, we'll share the, uh, Gay and Grey Facebook page on, on my Facebook page as well. So thanks Excellent. so much for talking us, talking to us today. And we've been speaking with Dr. Travis Kong, Associate Professor from the Department of Sociology at the University of Hong Kong and also one of the founders of Gay and